Spring into reading this season with the Biblio Lifestyle 2024 Spring Reading Guide. In this season's guide, I've handpicked 21 of the best new books and I've organized them across six categories. So whether you're looking for a romance novel that will give you a happily ever after, a thrilling mystery to keep you guessing, or an immersive historical fiction book, this guide has a book or three or seven just for you. Now, if 21 books sounds like too much for you, there's a minimalist reads list in the guide, which includes a list of six must-read books from across genres. But wait, that's not all. The spring reading guide also includes fun recipes, spring activities and lifestyle tips. So head on over to springreadingguide.com and download your copy of the guide. That's springreadingguide.com and download your free copy of the 2024 Spring Reading Guide. So download your free copy and discover your next favourite book. Happy reading! Hi readers, so before we start the show I have a quick ask. Will you pretty please rate and review the show if you like it? I mean, if you don't like it, well, you know, that's your choice. But if you do like it, rating and reviewing helps other people find a show. So if you take a few seconds and hit those five stars, that helps. And if you take a minute to write something nice about the show, that will help even more. So thank you, thank you, thank you in advance, and alrighty, now on to the episode. Hello, I'm Victoria from Biblio Lifestyle, and you're listening to the Reader's Couch Podcast. The show that will help you bridge the gap between living a full and busy life to one where you're reading, learning new things and having fun. It's Throwback Thursday and in today's episode I'm sharing an interview I had with author Sarah Hall to talk about her latest story collection, Sudden Traveller. Stay tuned! A historical fiction novel to add to your reading list is Night Wherever We Go by Tracy Rose Payton. Night Wherever We Go is Payton's debut novel that follows six enslaved women living on a plantation in Texas in the decade leading up to the Civil War. Despite the women's differences, we see them come together and take seemingly small risk every day to hold on to their bodily autonomy, their spiritual beliefs, faith, and just holding on to themselves. But their owners come closer and closer to discovering the women's secrets, and the truth can have severe consequences for the women. Night Wherever We Go by Tracy Rose Payton is published by Eco Books and it's available for purchase now at bookstores everywhere. So add Night Wherever We Go by Tracy Rose Payton to your TBR pile. It's a historical debut novel you won't soon forget. Well, hello there and welcome to another episode of the Reader's Couch podcast. It's Throwback Thursdays and in today's episode, I'm sharing an interview I had with author Sarah Hall to talk about her story collection, Sudden Traveller. Now, this interview was recorded and the book was published in October 2019. 
Sarah Hall, if you're not familiar, she's a prize-winning author of six novels and three short story collections. And since Sudden Traveller, Sarah has published a novel entitled Burnt Coat that tells the story of a famous and reclusive artist living in a massive industrial studio and is coming to terms with the resurgence of the Nona virus, which in a way is like COVID-19, but way worse. But on the other hand, the collection we're talking about is Sudden Traveller. And in this collection, there are seven stories where the characters are trying to reconcile their journeys through life, through death and love. Now, these stories are not interconnected and they slip in and out between fantasy and reality. And the themes span love, life death, grief, parenthood, and women's agency. So if you're a fan of short story collections or short fiction in general, I have to tell you, Sarah Hall is a must read author just because I think she's mastered the short form incredibly well. So I hope you enjoy this interview with author Sarah Hall to talk about her short story collection, Sudden Traveller. So, Sarah, tell us about your collection, Sudden Traveller. Well, it's seven short stories, um, and they are, I guess, loosely uh, themed. Uh, There's a fantasy element, kind of science fiction element uh, to them. Mm -hmm. Um, Not exactly pure fantasy, uh, but uh, in each of the stories, there is something a little bit strange and uncanny that takes the reader out of the uh, real world, let's say, and and puts them in a different kind of world they might half recognise. But other than that, the stories are very different. You know, they they're taking place in different parts of the world, in Turkey, in Cumbria and the north of England, all over the place. Okay, okay, sounds good. Um, what was your concept for Sudden Traveller? What was your inspiration? What's the backstory? You know, I think it was actually quite a sad, pivotal moment in my life. Um, my daughter was born fairly close to when my mother passed away. And it was that kind of feeling of incoming and outgoing, if I can put it quite bluntly, yes. uh, the sense that there's this continuum that people are sort of passing along, uh, moving through their life, traveling through their life, arriving in different places. And your life might seem quite sudden in some ways. So in the short stories, there are physical travellers, you know, and they're travelling in all kinds of different ways on boats, walking, flying. But it's really, you know, it's thinking about those big existential questions of the journey of your life and what all that means. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, Sarah, Sudden Traveller is your third story collection. How would you say it was similar to or different from your previous collections? And for our listeners who are not familiar, uh, Sarah previously published uh, the collection The Beautiful Indifference, and she also followed that one up with Madame Zero. So, Sarah, how is it similar to or different from your previous works, Sudden Traveller? I think some of the preoccupations are the same. Um, there are characters that are on the margins of life somehow. Um, they might be trying to find their place in the world, their place within a family. Maybe something strange and big might have happened to them and they're trying to make sense of it. Uh, and there's certainly a theme of animals and the rural in all of the collections. I was brought up in the Lake District in the north of England, which is a very beautiful, very wild place. Yes. So the sense of the wild world is never that very, is never far away in my work. Um, but I also think, you know, that these big questions that I'm interested in about life and about the meaning of everything, uh, a kind of eroticism is always in the work in one guise or another. 
How would you say publishing your first book changed your process of writing? Well, it's interesting because I do write short stories and novels. When I was really hard at work on the first collection of short stories, I think I became more of a disciplinarian and and, uh, was gaining more of a sense of form and how how all the component parts of fiction work within forms. And obviously, short stories are very exacting. You need to calibrate everything well. Um, And I think in some ways, overall, working within that form has made me a better writer uh, because, you know, the form takes no prisoners. Yes, yes, absolutely. I agree with that one for sure. Um, How long did it take for you to write Southern Traveller? Southern Traveller was quite quick, really. Probably, I would say, two years. Um, The stories uh, seemed to work with each other over that period of time. You know, as I say, it was a very turbulent period of time in my life. Yes. Uh, And... Although it felt very difficult to find the time to write because I was caring for my child and, you know, all mums and dads will realise what, what the impact that that has on your work and your writing. Um, it did it did feel like a, a quick book to finish. So I had, it was that strange, like, strange, odd metaphysical world, the fugue state of new parenthood and parenthood, uh, but, at, but at the same time. Uh, which stretches out and you, and you think you've got no time at all, everything's fast and then it's slow. And I think this is very much a collection that's sort of working within those strange time metaphysics. So, yeah, two years seems pretty quick for a book, but at the same time, to me, it's a miracle this thing even got written. Absolutely. And considering you're a new mom, but also losing your mom, uh, and you're able to produce this work, absolutely. Uh, but I'm so grateful it's here. So, Sarah, if you could tell your younger writing self anything, what would it be? Uh, just enjoy it, I think. I think I did enjoy it when I was younger. I mean, you can't edit your former self. You learn from your own work. You learn yes. from your mistakes. Um, so, I mean, some of the technical ability that I have now, it would be nice to think uh, if that had been available to me when I was younger. It would have been great. But actually you know the work back then was raw it was a bit green but those are qualities that you can't really berate in yourself as a writer they 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 are part of your development um so I've always been relatively comfortable with the idea of myself as a writer across the ages right right absolutely okay so I'm going to get nosy now Sarah are you working on any other books any other projects what can you tell us yeah I'm working on a novel um and I'm at that point where I'm finding entry points into it uh just to kind of make sure that I'm moving in the right direction with it so it's kind of it's in development let's put it like that okay okay that's fair okay Sarah so kind of getting into your reading life and your personal preferences a bit I know this one might be tricky but what is a book that you read and loved but you consider to be underappreciated right now oh underappreciated novel I don't know I always find this question so difficult uh i think there are novels that are not necessarily well known in a particular country so i've just discovered um some turkish fiction in translation and there's a wonderful Mm. very short novel called madonna in a fur coat which is absolutely wonderful oh my goodness i can't remember the name of the author sabatin ali is the author um and and it's really fantastic i think it was written in the 40s but it's still in the bestseller list in turkey uh, and the the english translation is incredible it's one of these short power novels you know that that sort of gives you a a fairly small uh model story but actually speaking to very great things in the universe um and in some ways I I feel like you know not enough work is translated into other languages and it's an absolute pleasure when you're coming across something from another culture that's of interest that way 
Absolutely. I've always considered uh, books in translation to just be this amazing gift um, because otherwise, uh, in my case, I wouldn't have been able to read it. Uh, But Sarah, also curious, tell me about some of your favourite bookstores. I probably have two favourite bookstores. Um, I'm from the Lake District, so I have to say that Sam Reed Bookshop in Grasmere is wonderful. It's this small independent bookshop. It's right in the heart of the Lake District, you know, carries amazing literature, uh, traditional literature and new literature. It's it's has wonderful owners and wonderful manager. Um, and it's a real gem that's sort of tucked away between the mountains yes. in this small village. Um, and then I live in Norwich, Norfolk in yep. the UK. And there's another wonderful independent bookshop here called The Book Hive. Uh, and again, it's just fantastic titles, really carefully chosen and curated bookshop. Love it, love it. Absolutely love it. Okay, so getting back to your collection, Sodden Traveller, in the end, after readers have turned the last page, uh, what are you hoping for? What are maybe some of their reactions or thoughts you're hoping readers might have? Um... To answer the question, I think I have to think about my own reading experiences. And with short stories, I love feeling, um, you know, I, I sometimes describe short stories. This is an awful way of describing them, but it's almost like a bullet wound. It's sort of, they, they sort of go in neatly and cleanly in the beginning and leave this wide open kind of existential wound in you. But that's actually not a bad thing as a reader because it really makes you think about mortality. It makes you think about the things you believe to be real, that it can... It, it can kind of leave you reeling, uh, uh, and that's that's a tr- that's a tremendously powerful device. So I would hope that that readers find in these stories not necessarily shocking things, but kind of very big reverberating aspects of their own lives. Maybe not answers to questions, but just like a companionability in the stories. We're holding hands, moving towards the inevitable end, and asking these big questions along the way. I just see short stories as kind of you know disquieting companions. Absolutely, absolutely. Couldn't agree with you more. Sarah, thanks for speaking with me. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the Reader's Couch podcast. Please subscribe to the show, share it with a friend, and take a few seconds to leave a rating and review. Until next time, stay lounging, stay reading, and whenever you're in doubt, go straight to your local bookstore or library. Thanks again for listening, and happy reading.